You're listening to the Cornerstone Buzzcast, a ministry resource of Cornerstone Church in Auburn, Alabama. So welcome back to the Cornerstone Buzzcast. As we journey through Lent, we appreciate you guys tracking with us uh, as we go through all these different spiritual disciplines. Uh, today I am back with Rusty Hudson, our lead pastor here at Cornerstone, as we talk through the spiritual discipline of confession. So you ready to get things rolling, Rusty? Yes, Marcus. I'm All right, so let's ready. do Once it, man. Do let's this. confess. Let's <laughs> Rusty, can you go ahead and confess to me your deepest, darkest uh, secret, please? Okay, well, it all started when I was like five. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to confess to oh, you. okay. That's not the point of this? All no. right, sorry. My bad. Uh, so my first question for you, Rusty, about the spiritual discipline is, what is confession? Like, what is the biblical background of confession? Uh, where do we see it in Scripture? All that good stuff that we need to know about it. Yeah, so um, a lot of people don't really think about confession as a spiritual discipline necessarily. They just are like, you know, I know that somewhere along the way I'm supposed to do that. Mm. But um, but basically the definition of confession is like an acknowledgement or an admission or disclosure. And in the realm that we're talking about, that would be of a sin or of a sinful situation in our life. Um, so that's basically what confession is. But uh, there's a kind of a thought that Richard Foster, he's a, also a guy who writes a lot about spiritual disciplines. Yeah, um, He said this, he said, confession is the spiritual discipline that allows us to enter into the grace and mercy of God in such a way that we experience forgiveness and healing for the sins and sorrows of the past. And he says, both forgiveness and healing are involved in confession. So mm-hmm. Confession is one of those disciplines that we have that uh, kind of reminds us that this is what we do on our end of this relationship with God. And then on his end is the act of forgiveness. And, you know, we just talked about that this past Sunday, you know, just the whole idea of forgiveness, that obviously there's power in the act of forgiveness from God's end, Mm -hmm. like the woman caught in adultery and she experienced that herself. But for you and I, we, you know, we find that forgiveness when we confess our sins to God. Yeah. And that's an important part of that. Mm. Um, so, you know, I guess in, in terms of like the biblical idea, we need to put it in two ways. One, yeah. there's confession to God and then there's confession to another person. Yeah. So um, confession to God, think about First John 1, 9, where it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And there's kind of like a promise in there mm-hmm. and a reminder that you know, we confess our sins to God just as quickly as we do that. He offers forgiveness and grace and uh, forgiveness, forgives our sins and purifies us from all unrighteousness. And to me, there's hope in that. Mm-hmm. You know, like God's not going to immediately condemn me and he's not yeah. going to say like, oh, you're so terrible. How could you do that? You know, and make us feel like we're um, not in relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he genuinely wants to forgive us. Yeah, like the freedom of knowing that that doesn't matter what it is that I'm confessing. If I'm, if I'm faithful and bringing it to God and confessing it, no matter how dark it seems in my mind, like the word of God tells us that he is faithful to forgive us for that. Yeah. Um, which is like you said, that's hope. It produces hope. Yeah. And like in Psalm fifty-one seventeen, it says, my sacrifice, O God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You God will not despise. And so part of, are following him is the act of bringing him our broken and humble spirit. You know, like uh, some people I'm sure don't think of themselves in that sort of broken kind of a way, but Mm -hmm. sin has broken everybody. Yeah. 
that is a reality that every person has to get around at some point. Um, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means that sin has entered into everybody's life, and we need to give that to God yeah. and allow Him to fix that place in us. Mm-hmm. And um, but when we come to Him, we got to come with that sense of humility, and you know, kind of genuinely feeling sorry for your sin. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know about you, but I'm sure that at some point I have prayed, "Oh yeah, God, forgive me for that. I'm sorry. I yeah. didn't mean to do that." It's kind of lip service. I yeah. don't really mean it, but yeah. I, I know I should feel bad about what I just did, but I really don't yet. So I really hey, don't want to feel me. Yeah. I don't want to feel bad about it. I just want you to forgive me for yes. it, you know, but, yeah. but I think that there's a, a part of this where we really kind of have to look it's, at that. It's kind of like as a husband, if you go to your wife and you say like in a very disingenuous spirit, you say, Hey, I'm sorry that I did X, Y, and Z. Uh, they can pick up pretty quickly that he's not really sorry that that happened. And then really it doesn't matter that you said you're so like the, the confession part of it doesn't really matter because she knows very well that you're not sorry about it. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're saying that our wives can pick up on that really yeah, quick. Yeah. Uh, mine can. Okay. I don't know. Maybe yours can. No, I'm, I'm uh, sure yeah, Becky yeah, can. I just, just want to file that away for later. <laughs> yeah. Oh anyway. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's the same way, you know, it's like sometimes we're big on the, I just want the reward, Yeah. but I don't want to have to do something hard to have to get to it. I just mm-hmm. would rather have that. So, but anyway, so that first part is confessing to God. Like that's obviously an important part of just our relationship with him. And then the other is to confess to another person. And I'll just say like this, another trusted person. Mm. Um, somebody who has our best interest at heart. Um, you know, James five sixteen says, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, in 25 years of ministry, I've had people who've come and, you know, and and just kind of unloaded, and you know, here's what's going on in my life. And then at the end of that time, that's you know, they felt so much better. I think yeah. there's that sense of um, healing that comes with being able to get the stuff out, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, while we do that with God, and that's important, it is a little bit harder of a step to go to another person. Oh yeah, and confess your sins. I mean, like, because you don't know how they're gonna handle mm-hmm. that. How are they gonna receive that? Yeah. So, well, and that's kind of, I like that you use the word trusted in there and put emphasis on that because the reality is that's why we so desperately need to be an authentic Christian community with each other is so that we would have that one or, you know, those one or two people in our lives that we trust enough to be able to confess something that we're struggling with mm-hmm. because they know us, uh, they know our heart, they they're spent, they spend time with us. Um, and so when we bring that to them, they're not only there to listen and hear, but also to help us, you know, get pointed back to God and to say, hey, this is, you know, what the word says about this. Uh, but them speaking truth over you in those moments and just being able to, to share that burden with them is huge. Uh-huh. Um, but hence the reason. Yeah. We believe so deeply in Christian community. Yeah. I mean, that's a big part of it, you know, and I think some people don't even know the freedom they could find in having somebody in their life like that, that they could go to and say, Mm -hmm. Hey, I just, I got to get this off my chest. Yeah. I got to get this out of my heart and um, get some direction here. Mm -hmm. So. All right. Well, that's good to know some of that background there. Let me ask you this question, Rusty. Uh, Why is confession so important? Like, why is it something that the Bible harps on time and time again? What does it tell us about that? Yeah. Well, you know, first of all, I think in our culture, it's not just like a real common thing for people to confess Mm -hmm. because, frankly, not many people want to, as we've said before, think of themselves as guilty of anything. Um, Most people aren't reflective enough or open enough to really examine the destruction and pain that sin can cause in our mm. own life or in other people's lives. 
And um, sometimes it just takes somebody to get that out of us. Yeah. But um, but it's important that we do because, um, you know, we need to be self-aware enough to know that, hey, sin is a problem mm. in my life, and it could be affecting people around me, Yeah, the things that I'm doing, and I, I may not even be aware of that. Um, but it is, when we do that with God, it's a way that we acknowledge that we are sinners. The Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. So we need to get around that. And by confession, we're actually doing away with pride. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pride is the original sin. Yeah. So we have to overcome that by saying, look, I get it. I am a broken person. Sin is a part of my life. I need to confess that to God so it, it sort of keeps pride from becoming an issue. I read a quote um, this week, and it said, the only way that we can move toward Christ is by confessing, repenting, turning away from the sin, the life, the attitudes, the beliefs, the actions of our flesh, of our worldly selves, and then moving toward Christ. We, you know, we want this in our heart. We can't go one way while our feet are faced another. Mm. Like, it's it's also about our motives. It's about saying, I genuinely want to move in a good direction. Yeah. Not like we said earlier, I'm giving lip service yeah. to it. So, yeah, that's a, that's a hard one. I know when I'm in a season or when I'm sitting there confessing, either if it's through prayer or I'm being honest with someone that I'm with about something I'm struggling with, uh, there is definitely a sense of humility and, um, and yeah, just a humbling that comes with me expressing, Hey, here's some of the ways that I am struggling right now, because Mm -hmm. it's never even all of the things that I'm going through. It can be just like, Hey, here's a handful of the things that come to mind, uh, and usually the more I talk about it and the more I'm confessing, the more I'm realizing like, man, you know, this is good for me to remember that even being far farther along in my walk than I was two or three years ago, uh, there are still so many things that I need God's help with daily. Like there's so many reasons why I need to be receiving the spirit and, and living out uh, what he's calling me to because uh-huh. and confessions, like the first huge step of that for me of, of humbling myself to realize, all right. I'm still working at this. Like mm. I'm, it's still a work in progress, and it's not finished yet. But well, and two, we don't want to get in a habit of hiding things. Mm. You know, like hiding sin or hiding bad habits mm-hmm. in our heart, and being secretive and elusive, and you know all this kind of stuff. All that does it, it that allows the enemy to do his best work in us. Yeah, he just like that's where we start heaping guilt and shame on ourselves and. You know, that creates more hiding, and we don't want people to know what's going on and all this kind of stuff. And then we think somehow we can keep that from God, but yet God knows all Mm -hmm. of that. He just wants it to come to him. So, you know, I'm kind of like, before we get to this terrible self-image as a result of all that, you know, Mm -hmm. let's let Jesus shine the light of his grace and love Mm -hmm. in those dark places in our heart to bring healing and hope, you know? I mean, I think that's like the answer. Yeah. But that has to start with us. Yeah. We have to let him do that. And confession is like a doorway that, mm-hmm. that begins that yeah. process. That's so good. Ugh. Yeah. The hope that Jesus brings, man. Yep. All right. So that's a, a great just rundown of all the different important parts of confession. And I guess my question when it comes to all of these spiritual disciplines is going to be the same of how do we practically walk out this spiritual discipline in our lives? Like if we listen to this podcast, uh, we hear about confession and we think to ourselves, I want that to be a part of my life. Like I need that to become a part of my rhythm. What does it look like for us practically to make that happen? 
Yep. So just a few things. Number one, first, acknowledge your sins in prayer to God. I mean, like that is where we always start with mm-hmm. confession is it just in our prayer time with him. Just recognize, say, hey, you know, this week, this happened, whatever. Bring that to God, knowing that he's bringing to you grace and mercy and forgiveness and wants to restore you and heal you. So that's the first thing. And then second, just being willing to go to another person, and maybe you don't have somebody in your life just yet, but maybe you need to begin to pray, God, who is somebody in my life that I trust enough to have these kind of conversations Mm -hmm. with? You know, sometimes if, like, you're dating somebody or in a marriage relationship, maybe it begins with just being willing to say I'm sorry to them for something you did. Yeah. You know, because... Pride keeps us from going to a them. genuine sorry, a genuine not, not sorry. the lip. Yes, service. not okay. lip Got service. It. Got it. You know that kind of stuff. Anyway, yeah. So going to them and hey, I did this. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm that's an act of confession right there. Mm-hmm. I'm confessing our motives, even by not only did I did that, but here's why I did that. Yeah, that's what we call sometimes the last ten percent. Hmm. You know, people mostly want to have comfortable relationships and conversations with people and we don't share the last 10%, which is the thing that we really needed to say. Yeah. But you know, confession is the act of giving the last 10% Mm -hmm. and it's saying, listen, here's the whole thing. And that's where, you know, that's where we find the good stuff starting to happen. And so that can happen in a trusted and accountable relationship. And so maybe that's like a person who is in, you're in some sort of accountability relationship with. Mm -hmm. So those are just kind of like practical ways to do that. You know, um, and you know, the point is, ultimately to be free. Mm. Like, you know, the Bible says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Confession is about finding freedom, yeah. you know, really at the end of the day. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's so good. I I think the importance of settling into that rhythm of confessing to the Lord um, and then also finding that, that group of, or that even that individual that you trust and confessing to them the things that you're struggling with, finding that support group, uh, I, all of those things lend towards freedom because, like you said, that's that's where the hope comes from, realizing that, hey, I'm not alone in this struggle, that there's other people uh, that are pursuing holiness, and along that pursuit, they're figuring out, all right, confession is of the utmost importance for me to understand what's going on in my heart. Um, but I think that by acknowledging that to God and others, that's such a, a crucial part of that journey. So, Wow, Marcus, it's like you really get this. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I've never been to seminary. I'm not as smart as you. So I just like listen to what you say and then regurgitate it back to you yeah. in a form that's dumbed down a little bit for someone like me. Uh, I appreciate that confession right there. Thank you. Yeah, oh, no, no problem. No okay. problem. Yeah, I anytime. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Well, we have appreciated uh, you guys sitting and listening to this special podcast here about spiritual disciplines. Um, we know that it's always a challenge. Uh, to walk out the things that we're called to in our daily lives. Uh, And we believe that that happens best in community with other folks. Uh, And so we always want to encourage you, if you have not found that community yet, please seek it out. And we would love to talk to you about that here at Cornerstone. Um, We have a ton of folks that can get you connected to the right people. Uh, So if you ever have any questions about that, always feel free uh, to connect with. You can connect with Rusty on a Sunday morning after the service if you need to, or anyone uh, on the Next Step team wearing those orange lanyards. Uh, But they are all there to help um, get people connected in the right places. Uh, So I would encourage you to seek that out uh, and, and continue living what God's calling you to in these spiritual disciplines. So, Rusty, you got anything else for us this morning? Nope, good to go. All right, thank you guys. We hope to see you back here next week with our next spiritual discipline.